they say. If you want to learn about the power of your subconscious mind, that's where I'll be reading from today, which is by Joseph Murphy. He's one of my favorite authors to read about the power of the mind, manifestation, and all that stuff. And I just before I came on, hi everyone that's joining. Just before I came on, I'm like, I just felt uninspired, like what am I gonna talk about and all these things, and I had a very <laughs> I had a very um interesting conversation that really put a lot of puzzle pieces of my life together. Uh <laughs> last night and it was just very interesting to be a part of that so while i was confused about what i was going to say today hemp in the house um it came to me because it just goes to show you how we truly operate from the things that happened to us when we were kids right we come from that that programming that we can't get rid of and most people, their whole lives will never recognize that and they'll never have that understanding. And um, it literally just made me realize all the reasons why one of my parents is the way that they are. And this is something that um, was never spoken about and it came out in um, you know, a, a dinner last night. And it was just really interesting. And I'm like, holy shit, Like this is... The exact reason of why this person has been this way and when we have a parent that is not fully present or when we have a parent that doesn't give us the recognition that we deserve as their children that changes the trajectory of our entire lives when you have a parent that is so supportive and a parent that praises you and a parent that says i'm so proud of you and um, takes the time to teach you things and all that stuff, your life has a different path than when you have a parent that tells you that you're not good enough. When you have a parent that makes you feel like you were never doing enough in your life, where they might have given one sibling more recognition than you because the one sibling chose to live their life differently than the way that you did. And we live from those we live from those programs for the rest of our lives unless we actively work on changing that. But the biggest issue is that most people don't know how to unravel those things. Most people don't really know how to press rewind when it comes to our subconscious programming because we just weren't taught that. We just don't understand that. I always did so much to try to get seen by them, meaning your parents. So. A lot of us were in that position. A lot of us have become perfectionists. A lot of us are workaholics just to try and prove like, I'm good enough for this recognition, right? I've had this actual experience. Here, all responsible for our emotions and how we act. We're all responsible for our own healing journeys. And I agree with that completely. Like we're, we're all responsible for our own healing journeys, but some people just don't even know where to begin on the healing journey to be able to heal. Because we've taken or we've just felt on the inside such lack our entire life that we don't really realize that it stems from the programming of our supercomputer. I do try to fix my psychosis as a result. And there's so many of, of us in here that are on this self-healing journey, but there's so many people that we know personally that just operate from this really traumatic place or this really um, 
this place of sadness or again, just lack. And unless we understand why we're like this, how could we ever fix it? Right? When we literally rewind time and we look at our life and the people that I am too. I'm excited for you to launch it in Canada too. Um, I came upon, it's funny because I, I opened the power of your subconscious mind because I haven't read it in a while. And then I opened it and that's the first chapter I saw is your, how to use your subconscious for forgiveness. And I was like, that's really crazy because that is exactly like the conversation that, that we had last night. And I'm like, well, this is why this person was a workaholic. This is why this person was absent around us because this person never felt that they were good enough as a parent. So they just took a step back, right? So what we don't understand is why people make the decisions they do or why they operate the way that they do. And even though it might be your parent that was, hi, Shell, even though it might be your parent that maybe wasn't there for you, what is the reason why your parent was absent? Because we often will just look at one person and not realize that there's this whole other world that was built around them for the reason why that they are like that. And so when we really, really look at things like that, we could we could come from a place of forgiveness because our parents didn't have it all figured out. Their parents didn't have it all figured out. But it's our responsibility for that healing. So even though we might have been given really shitty circumstances or things weren't as ideal for you as you felt that they should be, we have to take the responsibility ourselves because now that we're adults, we have to take that responsibility of healing for ourselves because you will bleed all over every person that did not cut you. And I was there at one point when I was younger. And it's still hard sometimes to not be triggered by our parents that trigger us in many ways. It may be still hard to be around family members or certain people that really trigger the healing that we still need to do. Do you think it's a contract we have with them to learn more about who we are? <clears throat> I mean, I always go back to soul contracts, and I think I even said it last night that we choose the adventure or journey that we need to have in this lifetime. So do I believe that? I believe that. You know, because there's way too many coincidences, and I don't believe in coincidences, that we call in all these people, whether it's family members, partners, friends, or whatever, to literally show us what part of our soul needs to evolve more. I'm glad, Marissa. But Marissa's talking about codependency, and it's that's a big part of it, too, is, is having a codependent, codependent relationship. Uh, why is it so hard for some people to say sorry and take accountability for their transgressions against others? Because people operate from their ego. When we operate from our ego, we're coming from a space of being right. And we're coming from a space of protection, really, right? If we come from a place of always needing to protect ourselves, our actions are going to reflect that constantly. Even if it's not you wanting to hurt somebody, 
even if it's a subconscious thing that you're constantly hurting people, but your ego is just trying to protect you. Your ego has built a wall around you to protect you. So your answers to people and the way that you respond to people are going to reflect that. And I met a really important puzzle piece to my life. And this person constantly is acting from their ego because of how much hurt they've had in their life. And even though I could constantly show a person love and care and support, that person is constantly going to continue to push and push and push because their ego is saying, it's not safe for someone to love you. It's not safe to be cared for. You don't, you're not worthy of being cared for. You're not worthy of being loved, right? And so when we come from that place, our ego doesn't allow to say, I'm sorry, or I forgive you. See, someone said, I do this. When our programming is only coming from a place of trauma and the deepest pain and wounds that you can imagine, that's the only place that you can operate from. No matter how loving you are towards somebody, no matter how much you show up for them or how much they care, their response is always going to be that of one that is very wounded. It's like, it's like an animal that was abused, right? And you're just trying to give this animal food. You're trying to just sit there and be patient. And, and the second that you put your hand out to reach out for this abused animal, they try to attack you or they try to bite you, right? And it's the same thing with us. When we have that program, we come from a place of this is not safe for me. So I have to respond accordingly. Even though you might be coming from a space of love, your, your subconscious programming cannot show you a different result unless you change it. Right? So if someone was constantly abused and a person comes along that shows them love, shows them care, shows them kindness, you're always in the back of your mind and say, I can't trust this person. They're eventually going to turn on me. And again, that's the programming that we need to change. It is the rewiring of the brain. It is getting the, ba- the brain back to a neutral state so that you're not coming from a state of fight or flight. How can we address our trauma responses? So I, I talk about this. This is really all that I talk about on my lives is addressing those things. So most people have PTSD and they don't even realize it or recognize it because you've had it for so long. You don't even know what that feels like. You don't know what being normal feels like, right? So a lot of really great healing methods are EMDR. Now I've been, I've had a therapist for a really long time. And like, yeah, it'll help you to feel better, like to talk things out. Oh, I understand this better, but it does nothing to change your programming. But I'm not bashing therapists because I think that there is use for them. But when it comes to energy that's stuck in the body, when it comes to trauma that is stuck in the body, talking about it can help shift some things. But I don't believe based on my experiences that energy completely shifts and emotional trauma shifts from talk therapy. I've done EMDR therapy. EMDR therapy has helped tremendously because that resets your central nervous system. Most people operate from a central nervous system that is completely out of balance. So therefore, your responses are always going to come from an out-of-balance place. You might know a person that no matter what you say to them, their response is combative. Their response is always them being in a defense mode. They always have to defend themselves and you're like, but I didn't say anything for you to have to respond this way. And then that causes conflict between people because they don't understand 
that this person is literally operating from a place of everybody hurts me, everybody is harmful, and so I have to defend myself and protect myself. So when we go back to the healing modalities, if something like EMDR and you're able to reset your central nervous system, that truly helps bring the, the brain back into a neutral state, right? I live with someone like that. It's terrible. And it is terrible because you're always walking on eggshells. How is this person going to react today? What are they going to do? But the only thing we can do is heal ourselves. When we heal ourselves, hopefully we then are able to persuade someone to possibly want to heal themselves. Or you're going to set a boundary with that person so they can't affect you as much as they normally do or, or have. Um, okay, so we did EMDR. Re, and again, if I'm a broken record for some people that are always on this, I have to talk about these things because people ask, what are the, the methods? Um, reprogramming the subconscious mind, which you can literally go on YouTube, look up, um, look up meditation for healing a broken heart, meditation for healing chakras, or meditation for rewiring the brain, meditation for attracting abundance, and you just put them on while you're asleep, right? You guys are really chatty today, so I think I'm just hitting a nerve for a lot of people, <laughs> because my nerves were hit too. Um, frequency healing, some people do sound baths and say that that really helps to move energy. Um, sound baths was, <laughs> it wasn't traumatic for me, but the sound baths like, really simulated something inside of myself that I was like, I'm going to jump right out of my skin. This, it was really effective in, in a way that I was, that made me like uncomfortable. Not because it's not good for you, but it just stimulated and stirred up something in my body that I wasn't ready for. This was like probably six years ago. So much different from then until now. Um, so reprogram the subconscious mind while you're sleeping. Hypnosis. If you want to bypass, hypnosis is amazing. If you find a really good hypnotherapist, hold on. I'm getting so distracted because there's so many comments today. Um, hypnosis has been amazing. I'm going to do another session this week. I haven't done one in a while, but I'm going to do hypnosis this week. Um, and you're literally, when you're in that hypnotic state, when you're in that certain brainwave, brainwave frequency, that is when your subconscious mind is most easy to accept change. So someone will literally, the, the hypnotherapist will, now this is just the kind that I'm going to, we discuss what it is that we want to reprogram the mind with, and then those are the affirmations, right, that she'll say while you're under a state of hypnosis. And I was like, I don't think that I could be hypnotized. Like this is, and I thought this for a long time, like this is weird, like I, I'm going to try hypnotherapy, but I don't think that I could be hypnotized. I was hypnotized and I didn't even really know it um, because I heard someone else breathing in the room and I thought that it was someone else and it was actually me breathing. So I was in like a weird in-between state of being awake and being asleep, but it was very effective nonetheless. The other thing is, um, the other thing is that I really love is energy work. And I always talk about doing energy work and having someone literally be able to manipulate your energy so that you can move it out of your body. So you can release it. It's like a detox of energy, of, of stale energy that's staying in your body, right? Rapid transform, transformational therapy is amazing. So guys, if you have other suggestions, please put them in here because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are looking to get relief from things. And a lot of these modalities are not things where you have to sit there and talk about your trauma for 35 years. 
these are things that happen very quickly. So that's me. Like I have no patience for anything. So I find the fastest way to get to the end result. I do that with everything. I don't have patience for things. So I have to find like the quickest way to get out of a state or a space or a healing. So I've literally tried way too many things in my life and have spent probably way too much money on things. But again, it's to be able to give information to people and information myself of what works um, the best. There were so many comments I missed. And if I miss comments, just put them in the comments again, because. Okay, so vinyl time warp, the patches are incredible for pinched nerve. If anybody is in here that's doing the patches, let this person know that patches are just, there's nothing like them because it's your stem cells, your own stem cells that are being regenerated to send aid in the body to wherever. That was a side note. Okay. People want help and resolutions fast. Um, and that's exactly the way that I am. So out of all the healing modalities that I've done, those are the things that I named that are the fastest to really shift. Um, and this is the same thing for the people that are in these spaces that are in these um, stuck trauma situations that they operate from. But most people don't ever want to look at themselves. So they really don't go looking to find ways of healing. And you can just be in your own suffering your entire life because you refuse to look because you refuse to look at yourself. Most people are too afraid of that. What does that look like? What does constantly looking at my own healing look and feel like? And most times it's just too painful for people to even think of the idea. But when it comes to hypnosis, you're not reliving anything. When it comes to EMDR therapy, you're not reliving anything. So I really like those type of um, healing modalities because you're not reliving your past. You're just bypassing all that so you can move it out of the way and allow that healing to take place from a centered and balanced place. And I didn't realize that my central nervous system, I didn't realize that your brain literally changes shape when you go through trauma. And the shape doesn't change until you mold it back to where it was by healing modalities like EMDR therapy. That's not the only one. There's there's plenty of different ones, but um, you have to do it. You have to do the work. So when people are just going to therapy for years and years and years of their life and nothing is changing, that's kind of a red flag saying, hey, this is not working. You need to try something else. And so when it comes to the subconscious, we can only operate from the program that is uploaded in our computer. That's it. So when we are constant, when we respond in any way, when we respond to anything, we're only responding from the information that's stored in our supercomputer. I've heard of Healy. I've never tried it, but I've heard a lot of people like it. Oops, come sit on me. Come here. Mary. I like this. Okay. I'm a Gestalt. Is that a Gestalt life coach? And this method does not require the deep shit to come up to work. So again, thank you for sharing that, Mary. Like there's so many different ways that we could reprogram the mind so that we're not coming from that space of deep hurt, anger, 
betrayal, disloyalty, whatever it is. It's not fair for us to live a life, an entire life, by constantly hurting other people because we're not ready to recognize the healing that needs to take place in our lives. Or maybe we don't have the outlets or we don't have the direction to be able to change that. Because I really think that if people were aware of the easy healing modalities, that they would want to change their life because they'd know like, okay, I don't have to go through all this. I, it's very easy. It's very simple. But most people spend their entire lives fighting their own mind because they don't know how to rewire it. They don't know what that means. They don't know what that could look like. So we literally live in our own suffering because of our own mind, because we don't know how to change it. And we're not given those tools. Because when we talk about mental health crisis, there is not a mental health crisis. There is a lack of resources crisis and there is a food, air, and water crisis that causes these mental imbalances. It's not because people just wake up crazy. They wake up imbalanced. Once you rebalance these things, our minds start to operate differently. But does that mean that our programming changes? No. But given the right tools for people to teach them about how to change their subconscious. Nobody talks about this shit. Never heard anyone on TV say, oh, we need to change your, your subconscious programming so that you don't operate from a space of, of insanity. We never talk about the lack of nutrition. and It's not even food. These are chemicals made in a lab and they put a box on it and a pretty picture of, of something that looks edible. This isn't food. This isn't stuff that nourishes the body. And the other thing that I'm getting into are the 12 cell salts, C-E-L-L salts, that when you have the deficiency in any of these major cell salts, there's 33 cell salts, but the 12 most important cell salts, we have deposits all over our body for these minerals. And most people have an empty reservoir or an imbalanced reservoir so that you cannot operate from a state of balance. And this German scientist, I don't know if he's a doctor or scientist in the 1800s discovered these cell salts and discovered that when they were imbalanced, that is when and the only time that disease can exist. So if that is true, I have shielded, I do shielded. So if that is true, and many people operate from a state of constant imbalance, how could you live the life that you want to live when your body is not even in balance for you to operate from a space of Love, joy, happiness. So it's all these things that are mixed into one or can be mixed into one that once you're operating from a balanced central nervous system, once you're operating from a body that has all of the minerals that it needs, you're going to be living a pretty good life. You're going to be living the best life because... We're coming from balance. Every single person is coming from a state of imbalance. Except for people that know all this information and have done all the work. That is a very, 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 very small percentage. So I'm not, I'm still not balanced yet. I still have a long way to go with my journey. Minerals are the spark of life. 
the book that I was reading on the 12 cell salt says when the body disintegrates, the only thing that is left or of what's left are minerals. That's it. So it's literally what we're made up of. But have we been taught about the importance of minerals? Now, I know this is like kind of off topic from manifestation, but it all goes back to the mind. If your mind is not balanced, you're not going to be able to attract the life that you want because you're not going to be able to focus. You're not going to be able to still your mind. So many people are like, oh, my son has ADD. My son has ADHD. Where do you think that comes from? How can you raise a child and say, my child has ADD, my child has ADHD. How could you raise this child and think, but we're not taught this, and think that your child's going to be able to have the best life they possibly can when they don't even have a centered mind from when they're a little kid? So again, bringing that back to manifestation, if our programming is that my child has ADD um, and we're, com- we're operating from that space, you're clearly completely imbalanced and then your child has no chance of creating the life that they truly deserve because you're teaching this child and you're programming this child that it's okay to have food that has no nutrition in it. So that child is always going to be addicted to certain substances, chemical compounds, that they were programmed to believe this was food. This is my comfort food. Pop-Tarts and the cereals and you know frozen foods and waffles and all these things that literally have no nutrition. So you're raising a child on a diet that has no nutrition. And then you're also programming your child with whatever your beliefs are. When people say heart problems or high blood pressure, all this runs in my family, it runs in the programming. If you're eating those foods and those foods are causing the imbalances that are causing your heart issues, your blood pressures, your this, your that, your cancers, It's not because it was passed down from generation. It's your habits that are causing these things. Oh, yeah, obesity runs in my family. Like, what? What? Obesity runs in my family. The things that, that the way that we've been programmed is so tragic to future generations. We have no idea the things that we say because we hear them and we accept them as truth. Yep, the food runs in the family. It runs in the recipes, 100%. It isn't okay to feed yourself unless you are fueling yourself. It's time to dismantle all the programming. I write down three things I'm grateful for every night, then read them in the AM. Hey, I like that. I dig that. So all of these things really run into each other. Our programming is literally why and how our life unfolds the way that it does. My husband is 51 and still eats cookie crisp cereal. See, I can't. Like, that triggers me so much. And it's not coming from a place of judgment. It's just coming from a place of, like, I always think about how how strong the programming is like having conversations with people that will literally anytime they have a sniffle an ache or anything they reach for 
chemicals that are literally the ruination of their body and their organs. Every time. Because that's what we're programmed to believe that that's what we should do. My best friend eats cereal constantly and is diabetic. And you can't reason with these people because they've been programmed their whole life. So even when you're telling them something that is factually or scientifically true or proven to be true right in front of their face because their programming doesn't allow them to accept that concept, they're not going to. You can literally say, here, here's this paper that proves diabetes is from, you know, the food that you're eating or whatever it is. Their programming cannot and will not allow them to accept that. The programming runs deep. It totally does. So I don't want to continue to get on topic with talking about food and this and that, but it kind of all runs together that when it comes to manifestation, what I've realized is that we can't... (laughs) Um, I don't even remember what I was just saying a second ago, but... Oh, okay, Re- rebalancing and uh, reprogramming all that stuff that food and all that stuff has to do with everything because when you want to manifest things, when you want to really focus your mind on something, if your state of mind is imbalanced, you're not going to be able to do that. So yes, the food is an important component of obviously the sustenance of life. We are what we eat. That's what we become. So if we feed our body chemicals, That's what our body then becomes. It becomes this mess of chemicals and the body doesn't know what to do with it. And then what happens? Imbalance and disease. But when we're giving our body and mind everything that it needs, we're able to sit there and meditate. We're able to really consciously use the mind. We're able to understand our subconscious programming and stuff when we have a mind that can really come from a more balanced place. We are what we absorb. That's a lot of crap. So how to use your subconscious for forgiveness. Let's just read a little bit from the power of your subconscious mind. Because I just went on a tangent for a freaking half hour. Life plays no favorites. God is life. And this life principle is flowing through you this moment. God loves to express himself as harmony, peace, beauty, joy, and abundance through you. So let's just read that part again because that's kind of important. God loves to express himself as harmony, peace, beauty, joy, and abundance through you. So anything that is the opposite of that is not of God, right? I went to see a naturopath and she asked me to see my family doctor so he can order me blood work and ask for certain blood tests to be done. He refused a few of them, such as hormone levels. That's kind of crazy. Um, This is called the will of God or the tendency of life. If you set up resistance in your mind, to the flow of life through you. And many people do that. They don't allow things to flow. They stop the flow of life out of fear, out of reason of thinking that you're going to be hurt. So you will stop things. You will stop connection with people. You will stop connection with family. You will stop the flow of life out of fear of being hurt or being rejected. So if you set up resistance in your mind to the flow of life through you, this emotional congestion, I like that emotional congestion, will get snarled up in your subconscious mind and cause all kinds of negative conditions. 
God has nothing to do with unhappy or chaotic conditions in the world. All these conditions are brought about by man's negative and destructive thinking. Therefore, it's silly to blame God for your trouble or sickness. My mom does that. Why does God do this to me? He's always, the devil is always around. I've said this before, constantly. She'll blame God for all the wrongdoing, all the things that happen in her life. God, why are you doing this to me? Well, I'll give you a reason for that one. And it's definitely not God. It is <laughs> all of your negative thinking patterns and habits that literally attract things to happen to you. Every day, all the time. If you're constantly looking or waiting for negative things to happen, I guarantee you they're going to happen to you. Like without fail. Blaming God is a crutch, 100%. Because then you're not responsible. If you're blaming something or someone outside of yourself, you're not responsible. But realistically, everything that happens to us, we're responsible. Blaming anyone else. God has nothing to do with, okay. Therefore, it is silly to blame God for your trouble or your sickness. Many persons habitually set up mental resistance to the flow of life by accusing and reproaching God for the sin, sickness, and suffering of mankind. Others cast the blame on God for their pains, aches, loss of loved ones, personal tragedies, and accidents. They are angry at God and they believe he is responsible for their misery. As long as people entertain such negative concepts about God, they will experience the automatic negative reactions from their subconscious minds. Actually, such people do not know that they are punishing themselves. They must see the truth, find release, and give up all condemnation, resentment, and anger against anyone or any power outside themselves. Because again, when we hold on to anger or resentment towards anyone, it, the book is The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Joseph Murphy. You're, you're literally hurting, you're, you're not only hurting yourself mentally, emotionally, right? But you're physically hurting yourself because eventually when people hold on to so much anger, so much resentment, that manifests into a physical illness. So again, your ego wants to protect you, but your ego is also harming you. I'll, I'll never talk to that person again. I'll show them. You're only hurting yourself when you're coming from that place. If you decide, I don't want to speak to this person anymore. I'm going to create a boundary. I don't want this kind of person in my life. And you're at peace with that. That's different than coming from a place of saying F you to a person. And saying, I'll show them. And you're just stonewalling them to show them. I don't know what you're showing them. Because all you're doing is causing grief within yourself. Thank you, Karen. I'll pin that. Okay. Hey, I just pinned it. Okay, shit. Okay, so that's the book that I'm reading from. Um, Cause they must find see truth release and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Otherwise they cannot go forward into a healthy, happy or creative activity. The minute these people entertain a God of love in their mind and hearts, and when they believe that God is their loving father who watches over them, cares for them, guides them, sustains them, and strengthens them, 
This concept and belief about God or life principle will be accepted by their subconscious mind and they will find themselves blessed in countless ways. And again, when the people, when people come from this place of anger, resentment, all those negative things, you will find situations that are created from those very feelings over and over and over again. You might find some glimpses of happiness, right? Maybe there's a party you went to and you had a really good time. But when you leave those spaces, that belief system, that programming, that heaviness always comes right back. Because if there is a 30-ton boulder sitting in your living room, and you don't move it, it's always going to be there. You can walk around it, you can decorate it, you can do whatever you want, but it's still going to be right there. Its presence is still going to be right there. And it's just like that boulder within our heart or that boulder that's holding us down in our bodies. Again, you can go to parties, you can hang around with people, you can do drugs, you can overstimulate yourself with sex, you can have a million partners. But at the end of the day, that heavy weight still lives within you. It doesn't change. You're just changing the scenario around it, but it still exists in you. You can still feel it. Just like the boulder that's sitting in your living room. If it's blocking the TV or if it's in your way, the only way to get rid of it is to move it, to dissolve it, to pulverize it. And the same thing with the stuck energy in the body. The only way to get rid of it is to process it and move it out of the way. Hi, Julie. Okay, that I truly believe. I was paralyzed for six months with Guillain-Barre syndrome. I was told I would die, never walk again. I didn't accept this. I accepted Christ into my heart and a week later was discharged. Then a month later, I walked. So you can accept the death sentence of either an illness or something that's stuck in your body. And you could just accept living in misery the rest of your life because that ego is so strong and it's like, I'll die before I ever speak to these people again. You can choose to live like that. And you can choose to waste your entire life being angry at something or yourself. Or you can choose to believe that there is a God out there that wants greatness for me. And that I can come from that space easily. You don't accept your reality as it is. Because if you know that you created the reality that you're in, somehow you manifested these things, there's always a way to reverse that. So when people talk about illness, yeah, there's no cure. If something can manifest somehow, it can also unmanifest. Like sickness doesn't just fall from the sky. And into your body. Like we talked about the imbalances. Illness and disease come from imbalance. So if there's a way for something to be imbalanced, there's also some a way for something to be balanced. And it's like such a foreign concept, concept for so many people. And, and it's just like, if I'm building a house with bricks, I can unbuild the house. Right? In the same regard that if our bodies are built with bricks by brick by brick by brick by brick right 
and you take one of the bricks out, your house could probably, your house or your body can still stand. If you take another brick out somewhere else, you could probably still stand. If you start to take bricks from here, 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 you're going to suddenly become imbalanced, right? Your house or your, your vessel might start to fall, might start to create an illness because there's that imbalance. Like I can't stand up if I don't have a proper foundation. So that principle applies to everything. Once there is a Jenga, yeah. Once there is a state of imbalance somewhere, the foundation's eventually going to fall. I don't remember why I was talking about that, but um, <laughs> something to do with happiness, I'm assuming. Okay, uh, what time is it? Okay, we'll do like a couple more minutes. I got some Jenga going on. But if we literally look at the body and the mind and the soul as a je- as Jenga, the, the thing the, the game Jenga when you pull different pieces out until the whole thing falls. If you're constantly pulling things out of your body and not replenishing them, your foundation is going to fall. That's mentally, that's physically, that's emotionally, and that is soulfully. So until we really put those building blocks back into all the spaces that they've been taken out or removed from, we can't come from balance. <laughs> Jenga is a great analogy. It is. Thank you. Uh, life forgives you when you cut your finger. The subconscious intelligence within you sets about immediately to repair it. New cells build bridges over the cut. Should you take some tainted food by error, life forgives you and causes you to regurgitate it in order to preserve you. If you burn your hand, the life principle reduces the congestion and gives you new skin tissue, cell, and cells. <laughs> that was a period. Um, life brings you back to health, vitality, harmony, and peace if you cooperate by thinking in harmony with nature. But if you're constantly saying, I'm sick, oh my God, I'm so sick, my back hurts, this, that, we can come from that space which I did for a really long time. Every day I would wake up and I'm like, oh my God, my body hurts. Like everything hurts and everything did hurt. But I continued with that story because that story would give me something to talk about. That story I identified with, with how hard I worked. So I was able to complain about how much pain I was in because of how hard I worked. But what did that do? It only created what? More pain and suffering. I expected the pain and suffering. Well, I'm working so hard, so I should have this pain and suffering. So I constantly would manifest more of it. I would do certain things because I knew it would bring me more pain. And that sounds a little sadistic and crazy, but when I was in that state, it was just like, I should be in this pain because of how hard that I work, right? How do we get rid of what? Got to give me a little more context, guys. If I always believe my Crohn's is the issue and identify with it always, it creates more pain and suffering. But Jess, right there, you said, if I always believed my Crohn's, when we take ownership of something, it's ours, right? My car. Yes, it's my car. I own that. But if we sit there and say, oh, my migraines are... Oh, my stomach issues or, oh, you know, my hip problems. We're, we're constantly taking ownership. Oh, okay. That's what you meant. 
Like, it, that's what, okay, that's what you meant. Is saying, like, my headaches, oh, you know, I have my heart problems, you know, I can't do this because of my heart problems, right? When you take ownership of something, it's always going to be yours. You're always going to own it. So I had to say, stop saying mine. Exactly. Exactly. When we don't take ownership of something and we say, what am I trying to say? You saying mine equals it will always be yours. Yes. Let's just leave it at that because I'm just going on a tangent about a lot of shit today. (laughs) Never a dull moment in the circle of life. But when we say these things, never a dull moment, that means that we're always going to expect that something else unfavorable is going to happen. Easier said than done. We are so programmed. We have to unlearn everything. Guess what? Who cares? Like, yeah, yes. We have to unlearn everything. But isn't that part of life? If we're constantly learning things, we could also constantly unlearn things. We don't use these excuses like easier said than done. Yeah, no shit. But you have to put the work in. If you want change, you have to, no matter what it is, if you want change, you have to put the work in. If you want to have a nice body and you go to the gym once, you're like, oh, I'm not ever going to the gym again. This doesn't work. Everything in life is hard work. So we could either say, yeah, well, it's easier said than done. Or we could take life back by the balls and say, I'm going after for what I want. And I'm going to get it. And I have to work hard for it. Sure. But either you want the change or you don't. That's it. You either want it or you don't. Okay. This necklace, I, I don't know which necklace, because people love this one and this one. This one I got in Tulum, and I love it. I programmed it. I put it out in the moonlight. But I love this. Um, sorry, I'm getting off topic. <laughs> but I hope that this is helpful. I'm going to repost this. Um, so if you want to share it or whatever you want to do with it, great. Um, but I intended this was helpful. And... I hope that this is a great start to everybody's week because we all need this shit. We all need to like get our mind right, get our body right, unlearn, relearn, right? We have to do this. What did I do to program it? I put it in, I found on the gateway tape, send me a DM and I'll send you them. Um, I programmed it by putting it in ocean water overnight um, and then I had a cup of, of ocean water. This is when I was in Tulum. And I literally let it sit outside in the glass under the moonlight. And then the next day I programmed it by meditating and setting my intention to my crystal because crystals do hold memories, um, programming, things like that. Okay. Have an amazing day. I will see you guys tonight at 9 p.m. Um, we're doing the business opportunity for LifeWave for the stem cell activation patches. And also next retreat, September 27th to the October 2nd in Tulum, Mexico. Um, tickets are on sale now. We have a bunch of people already signed up to come, which I'm super excited about. So you can use 20% off until July 11th. My code is CrystalSR2. I'll put it in the comment section though. Um, and check it out, nourishmysoulretreats.org. I will see you guys later tonight.
Adiós.